Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ohioan Podcast Network. Today, I am joined by Bob Garber. Bob, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderfully. Happy Monday. It is a pretty good Monday. Uh, Craig Shop with you here, as always. Bob, we are we always appreciate you being here. And today, we have a full slate of movies. Uh, we're going to start with the box office winner over the weekend, the latest from M. Night Shyamalan, and that is Old. So this is a movie about a family that goes on a tropical holiday and discovers that uh, the beach that they're on is uh, very very little about relaxing and much about aging rapidly, where people basically live their entire life in a single day. Tell us about M. Night Shyamalan's latest thriller. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, you know, this uh, family... um... You know, mom, dad, son, daughter go to this beach. Uh, they meet about uh, six other people who are also on the beach. And uh, the group soon discovers that the children are aging very rapidly. Um, the adults less so, I guess, because they've reached maturity. But uh, the kids are, are definitely um, growing growing like weeds in the course of, uh, of hours. It's kind of an interesting premise. Uh, I, I, I've never really thought Shyamalan's movies never were interesting as far as premise goes. Some of his movies, though, can be very much hit and miss. I'm not sure if you're a fan of uh, Shyamalan's movies, but... This one does both. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess uh, that's kind of uh, maybe what we've recently seen from him, where sometimes there's some good and then sometimes there's some bad. I know, um, you know, some of my favorite Shyamalan maybe his old stuff like the sixth sense and signs. Um, I was probably the only person that liked the village. Uh, but other than that, I really have not liked anything that, uh, that he's made. Um, you know, split was kind of an interesting movie. Unbreakable was good. I did like unbreakable. What did you, th- what do you, what have you thought the about visit. Did you see the visit? That was a pretty good one. Which one? The visit. No, I have not. I have not oh, that's, seen that's that. actually pretty good. Okay, what have you thought of Shyamalan's career as a whole? I mean, you know, what are is are you of the mindset that he's the, you know, he was that young Hitchcockian type director after The Sixth Sense, or have you just been okay with him? What what have your overall thoughts of Shyamalan been? I didn't I didn't like uh, The Sixth Sense um, because it was one of those movies. Actually, we'll talk about one later. Um, yeah, we'll talk about one later. Um, that that has a similar twist, um, but it was like that's yeah. I, I figured out the twist right away, and I didn't realize throughout most of the movie that I wasn't supposed to realize that it was a twist. Mm. 
Have you uh, liked any of Shyamalan's other than The Visit? Then, or I mean, were you a fan of Signs? I, I really, I really liked The Visit, and uh, after that, I'm, I, I did like Signs. Okay, I thought I thought Signs was um, was was terrific. I thought it was one of the best movies of that year. Um, I don't really get the complaint uh, about um, you know why are the aliens invading Earth if. Uh, if they're allergic to water, I, I don't think that's a very valid complaint because uh, yeah. uh, the Wicked Witch of the West had the same vulnerability. <laughs> Nobody complains about that with her. Right. Yeah, I thought Signs was uh, probably Shyamalan's best film, my favorite film of his. Uh, sort of like that subtle little thriller where we don't see the aliens all the time, which sometimes less is more, especially when you're making movies like that. And uh, I think that was probably the best example maybe of Shyamalan, for me anyway, of him sort of wrangling in his talent where, you know, I think a lot of times, like you said, he likes to go for those big twists and things like that. Not always uh, something that works, but um, I will say, like I said, I think I, I'm probably the only person that liked the village for whatever reason. I enjoyed it. Um, although it wasn't without its problems. Certainly Shyamalan is not always the most skilled technician as a director. Uh, what did you think overall of old? I mean, obviously we've got some good actors in this cast, um, did he, what, what kind of a balance maybe was he able to strike with this newest movie? Not a, not a great balance. Uh, the, the twist at the end, everybody's talking about how terrible it is and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Uh, it's surprisingly timely though. Okay. Uh, given, um, given, uh, some, um, some criticisms of, uh, of COVID treatments, uh, okay. that's not giving out, uh, giving away too much. Anything stand out? Uh, you know, obviously, the uh, you know the actors or just the look of the film or how this film was shot. I know usually Shyamalan has a unique style at times. Uh, maybe did the actors stand out? I know Gael Garcia Bernal stars in this. Uh, anything stand out about this that you enjoyed? The actors are really stiff, which I uh, blame on the direction. Um, something I. Uh, picked up on that I, I haven't seen coming up in a lot of reviews is that uh, Rufus Sewell is in this movie as a, uh, a man with early onset Alzheimer's. Now this to me is interesting because Sewell was uh, Olivia Coleman's husband in the father, the, the film where Anthony Hopkins was suffering from Alzheimer's and he very much seems to be channeling Hopkins uh, with his performance. Um, channeling in a good way or channeling in a, uh, a bad way? Channeling in a recognizable way. Okay. Um, I, I, they, um, they change actors at a few points in this movie, uh, especially with the kids, because they can't just keep you know throwing makeup on them. Eventually, they just have to make them different people. Um, and I kind of was wondering if um, with his character, and I know this is asking a lot, and, and they don't do it, um, but I was kind of wondering if they would uh, take out Rufus Sewell and put Anthony Hopkins in. Because <laughs> that would be, that would be a, a wild twist. That would get people talking. Yeah, that would be very interesting. All right. Uh, well, did you have a final grade for old? Uh, B minus. I, I uh, very much liked its ambition. Um, not, always, not always pulled off. But uh, it's it's definitely uh, one of the more interesting releases we've seen in a while. One of the more interesting original ideas, uh, except for Pig. Pig is better, right? Pig from last week, yeah. All right. Well, and and you know maybe in a mild upset, Old did win the box office over Snake. Yes, it did. 
A um, twist worthy of Shyamalan. <laughs> right. Uh, well, let's let's transition into the what maybe he thought maybe would be the the box office winner, uh, Snake Eyes, which is a GI Joe origin story. Now I don't know about you, Bob, but I grew up with GI Joe. I played GI Joes. I uh, probably am one of the few people that like the 2009 movie. Probably for nostalgia. I like, I like the 2009 movie for nostalgic purposes. I liked it. It was over the top, fun, kind of a B movie action film. Uh, so they've rebooted it, kind of, I guess, with Retaliation in 2013, and now they're kind of telling an origin story here with Snake Eyes. So I don't know if there's a lot of continuity in the G.I. Joe universe, but what did you think of Snake Eyes? Uh, did not care for it at all. Um, they managed to make uh, constant sword fights with Yakuza boring. Nah. Um, and... Henry Golding, uh, I'm sorry, but he just has a deer in his deer in the headlights look the entire time. Um, frankly, I'm, I'm regretting putting him on that favorite actors list from a few oh. months back. It was okay. based on like three movies anyway, and boy, he he did not bring it to this movie. I thought his character was was probably the most boring in the movie. Well, that's not a good sign when your lead actor is the the most boring uh, character in the story. Um, was this a, you know, I, I don't know. You said you liked the first GI Joe. Is this really a franchise that needs to continue? I mean, for nostalgic purposes, I kind of enjoy watching GI Joe every once in a while, but is this a franchise that you think really deserves to continue moving forward in the film in, in the film world? I mean, as long as there's an audience who wants to see a GI Joe movie, you know, as long as there are people who are nostalgic for the toys, there'll be an audience for, for these movies who can give it money. Uh, but uh, creatively, it's it's in need of a complete overhaul, which, to be fair, this movie is, and it falls short. Is this the there's, Because there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing linking this movie, other than the very character of Snake Eyes. Right. Uh, there's, nothing, there's nothing connecting this movie to the other G.I. Joe movies. Okay. Uh, well, I, and I know uh, Henry Golding, I, I know he didn't play Snake Eyes in the original uh, G.I. Joe. Um, so, I mean, is this is this something that you think could reboot the franchise, or do you think they need another reboot of these? They need another They need another reboot. They need a hard reboot. They need to unplug and, and replug with a new director and cast. I mean, again, I think I'm pretty sure this is, that all applies to this movie, but whoever's, whoever was in charge here didn't pull it off. Yeah, it seems like I, I always kind of feel like there's a good movie in some somewhere in some of these movies, like you know the Transformer movies, for instance. I enjoyed the first one. I did not enjoy any of them, any of them afterwards. So I always think that there's there's something that can be taken out of some of these movies of these, whether they're properties like toys, like Transformers or GI Joes or whatever. Uh, there's got to be something where you can find a good balance where. G.I. Joe can work cinematically, but maybe they just haven't found that. Although, like I said, the first one kind of seemed to strike a nice balance of sort of being over-the-top B-movie fun rather than trying to be so serious all the time. Uh, so maybe that's the direction they need to go uh, moving forward. Uh, all you really need are the, are the character names, and I'm, right. sure, I'm sure you can put together a good movie with the yeah. characters with these names. Sure, absolutely. Well, and, you know, we talked a little bit about the box office. Old wins the box office, a little over $16 million. Snake Eyes, $13 million and change. Were you surprised that Snake Eyes couldn't win the box office? Or were, you know, was the, the, the allure of Shyamalan maybe too good for someone to pass up? Because Old was 
in my opinion, so much better. I'm not surprised uh, that there was an upset. I, yeah. would still term it, I would still term it an upset because, uh, you know, G.I. Joe is such that franchise piece. But, right. but uh, no, I was, I was not, I was actually hoping for the upset because now I, I have an excuse to make old my print review and not Snake Eyes. <laughs> Well, and I think with uh, with Snake Eyes, you know, obviously they they did pub, you know, they they did try to advertise quite a bit there and, and really push Henry Golding on us. So uh, I think the the ad campaign probably favored Snake Eyes over Old, but now maybe Old will get a little bit more run here uh, with the second weekend hopes. Um, but overall, what was your final grade of GI Joe's D? Uh, D? Okay. D. All right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Hopefully this next one's a little bit better. Uh, we have Joe Bell. Uh, tell us a little bit about Joe Bell. Uh, Joe Bell is the story of the, uh, based on the true story of this man played by Mark Wahlberg, who uh, walks across the country uh, going to speaking engagements uh, on the subject of anti-bullying. Uh, this was uh, after uh, his uh, son, uh, Jaden, uh, played by an actor, I believe the actor's name is Reed Miller. Uh, but um, after the son went through a, a violent episode uh, involving bullying, um, and then this Reed Miller, I, I the parts of the movie that he's in are probably the weakest because of how they're written. But he's tremendous. Okay, he's, he's a great actor, and they're and they're in no way weak because of him. Um, that said, this movie has a, a twist about midway through that I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a twist or not. Uh, very much like what I alluded to with The Sixth Sense earlier. Sure. Well, you know, Mark Wahlberg sort of has had an inter interesting career. I mean, he's had the type of career as a leading man where he can front an action blockbuster, but then he's also shown the ability to, to produce some acting chops, like maybe in The Departed or The Fighter. Uh, what do you think about Mark Wahlberg's performance here as the dad? He's okay. It's obviously coming from a very earnest place uh, in Wahlberg's heart. Um, I understand he's uh, trying to atone for some uh, behavior, yeah, some real-life behavior in the past. Um, but... Uh, so is the uh, so is the character. So it looks like they both have a lot of growing to do. Sure. And it looks like they've they both got a lot of growing. Both uh, both the character in the course of the story and uh, and Wahlberg in real life, hopefully. Sure. Uh, overall, uh, what did you think of Joe Bell? Is it worth our time, or uh, should people skip this one? Um, maybe if there's maybe if there's time, I'm giving it a C. Um. Maybe if there's time, but I wouldn't go out of my way to, to see Okay. It. Well, it's always good to hear, you know. Unless, unless, the sub, unless the subject matter, sorry, unless the subject matter really speaks to you, then by all means, sure. see it. Well, I have to say I'm always uh, intrigued. You know, a lot of these movies, especially when they deal with child actors or young adult actors, you're always hoping that they're the ones that uh, – maybe steal the show because sometimes child acting can get a little stiff, but uh, it's good to hear that, you know, maybe in this case, the, the, the younger actors are able to match blow for blow people like Mark Wahlberg in the, in the, in the cast. So that's good to hear. Stiffness is true of old. It is not true of this movie. All right. Well, sounds good, Bob. We definitely appreciate your time this week. Uh, what do you have coming down the horizon here? Uh, next week is jungle cruise. All right. Dwayne Johnson. Love a, love a Dwayne Johnson movie. Who doesn't? All right. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see. Uh, 
how the rock can uh, maybe uh, roll in over the uh, jungle cruise next week. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us this week, Bob. We always appreciate your time and we'll see you next week at the movies. Take care. This is the highlight of my week. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.